I did have something I wanted to bring up tonight, but since you have a story or something for <laughs> us, <laughs> I'll save that for another time. Okay. I did want to say, though, that I've decided to become a psychic. Uh, why is that? I found a book. Uh, how to be a psychic for yeah. dummies? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dummy psychics, psychic for dummies. Yeah. Something like that. No. Seriously. Okay. Find a book about becoming a psychic. Didn't know that was possible. I didn't either. So I'm going to try it out. I'll let you know. Yeah. But anyway, haven't been able to say this for a while. What do you have for us tonight? Yes, I have the common characteristics of serial killers. Interesting. We all know that I did a paper on this. Yes. I think we all know. Yes. But I never really went into full detail about the characteristics of them. So. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll use this as a um, checklist. Okay. Or whether we're psychic or. <laughs> <laughs> or whether psychic, we're psychotic. <laughs> yeah, psychotic. <laughs> So I think we all know that serial killers have the ability to camouflage themselves as if they're like everyone else. Yes. But because they are still human and not perfect, please don't come for me for that. <laughs> <laughs> there are times that they accidentally let their mask slip. One of the most common characteristics of serial killers is the lack of emotional depth. It is very rare to impossible to have any sort of empathy towards someone and still commit murder. Now, serial killers can still have empathy towards another human, but that person will rarely become a victim. Hmm, that's interesting. What I'm hearing is you want everyone to be empathetic towards you. Yes. <laughs> Make friends with them yes. fast. Serial killers can detect when a victim is in distress, but they will be incapable of feeling the distress themselves. Many serial killers have adored their pets, such as Dennis Nelson and John Wayne Gacy. Jeffrey Dahmer had no problem decapitating animals he found on the street, but wouldn't have hurt his own pet. Wow, that's something I didn't know. That's yeah. interesting. I didn't know they had pets. You never hear that. Yeah, that's true. I, I think they don't want to be in the news. The pets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They don't want to be associated. Yeah. <laughs> Follow them for life. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That is weird. You never hear about their pets. Because you think that'd be like a, a key thing. Like they're like normal people. Well, quote, normal people. Yeah. But. Well, so there are certain people that they can show empathy towards. Yeah. And not kill. Yeah. And then there are certain animals that they can. Yeah. But then other animals, they don't... Hmm. Well, Rude. some, because not all of them have harmed animals, although that is a big factor. Yeah. Going along with the lack of empathy, there's also a lack of remorse. Some have claimed they have learned to feel remorse, but it is believed to be a manipulation tactic 
especially since serial killers are known for mimicking other people's emotions in order to blend in with society. So there is no telling what is the truth. If they had felt any type of remorse, then there wouldn't be a serial spree in the first place. Right. Going back to the pets, so what kind of pet did John Wayne Gacy have? <laughs> I didn't look that up. I don't know. I remember in when I was looking it up, one of the articles like randomly mentioned what kind of dog in the name of Dahmer's. I wish I wrote it down, but... Not to make light of this serious conversation, just really weird to me that they had pets. Curious of what kind of pets that they had. Maybe that could be like another... If I do any like serial killer stories and they have pets, okay. I'll look into what their right. pets are. There are those rare cases where they turn themselves in or claim to want to be caught. But again, their suspicion of it being manipulation to get some type of sympathy, which to me is kind of ironic considering they have none of that. Is that like with Bundy, the way he was when he got caught and the way he acted in front of the camera? Well, I don't know, because he never really showed remorse. True. Well, I would say it's kind of like Dahmer. When he was caught. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was like always, oh my gosh, like, you know, I never wanted to do this. Like, I feel so bad. I'm such a monster. Like, stuff like that. Right. What, did he really feel that way or it was just an act? I don't know. That's interesting. I always, it, he always came across as being remorseful. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to do this, but he couldn't help himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not saying it's impossible to, for them to feel remorse, but most likely it's manipulation. Yeah. Like, if it were Bundy, it'd be manipulation. Like, no doubt. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, because he manipulated it left and right. Yeah. But I could also see where people have these urges, for lack of a better word. Yeah. That they can't control mentally. Yes. But then afterwards, they feel guilty. Yeah. Actually, I do get into that a little bit with the next one. Okay. There is some type of impulsiveness in their actions, but even this is kind of iffy. Many serial killers have claimed they didn't want to kill, but it couldn't help themselves. Tommy Lynn Sells, who is convicted for one killing, but suspected of 22 or more, had said whenever he saw women walking alone, his urges to follow her were too strong. William Herons, who was convicted of three murders, had written, quote, For heaven's sake, catch me before I kill more. I cannot control myself. End quote onto the bedroom wall of a victim. Is it believed that that's an act or that's how they actually feel? I guess it really depends because it can come across as like mockery. Hmm. Like, you know how they call in, you've heard stories of them calling into police stations or news yeah. stations and it's kind of more mockery. But yeah, there are ones who have poor impulse controls and just can't stop it. So usually the reckless disorganized killers are the ones who have poor impulse control and they see an opportunity and can't resist it. Whereas on the other hand, there are high functioning psychopaths who stalk their victims for a period of time and plan their attack. Like the BTK killer would spend weeks or months watching his victims to learn their routines before attacking. That makes sense. That yeah, the reckless ones, 
are trying to fight the urges, but they can't. Yeah. Versus somebody who plans out their attacks. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say that Bundy was impulsive because he had a plan of what how he was going to lure victims. Out. Right. But he never claimed to be fighting urges or whatever. No. I was just using it as like... Of course, he never admitted to anything, right? No. He was trying to outsmart yeah. everyone. Speaking of trying to outsmart everyone, most serial killers also love to brag about their, quote, accomplishments and would often view themselves as smarter or above the law. Who would they brag to? So, for example, Jack the Ripper, the Zodiac Killer, and BTK had all taunted the police right. and the press. In 2009, the Long Island serial killer, roughly 10 to 16 victims, had taunted the families via phone calls. This behavior makes it to where they can relive their crimes and prolong any pain for the victim's family and community. So they're taunting yeah. just to relive it. I was thinking of, you know, they go into a bar and start bragging to somebody about that didn't seem likely. Yeah, but you never know. Because yeah. they're at a bar and someone's drunkenly talking. But they're being sneaky about it, right? When yeah. they're contacting the police or the families, they're doing it in a way so they don't get caught. Yeah. A lot of times, the serial killers will be obsessed with how the press, police, and general public perceive them. Killers have even been part in the creation of their nickname by leaving messages or contacting the media themselves. I could see the name thing. That seems to be a big ego trip. Yeah. For them. A common misconception is that serial killers are usually antisocial when there have been cases where a killer is caught and people such as neighbors are shocked because they were always so charming and sometimes even involved in the community. Isn't that part of the act, though? The manipulation, yes. Yeah. Seems like a power trip for them to be involved in the community in some type of role where yeah. people look up to them. I don't know. It just doesn't surprise me when people say, oh, such a nice guy. I would have never thought they could have done that. Yeah. I feel like we're, we're at the point where we just need to stop being so surprised when people do yeah. things. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are just going to do what they're going to do, unfortunately. I'm trying to think. I always remember these ones where the neighbors, whether it's serial killer or just killer. Yeah. Where they're always so surprised. Yeah. Or he was a nice guy or so quiet. I can't think of a single time where anybody said, oh, yeah, I definitely saw that coming. Yeah. You know? Well, because even if they did, wouldn't they be afraid to say something because they didn't report it? Or they're killed? worried about them escaping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I'd be that person like, I don't know, they seem weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess... I didn't think about that, but it makes sense that if you're worried about them getting out or something. Yeah. Used to be their neighbor. Yeah, he was a great guy. Yeah. No complaints whatsoever. <laughs> it's a great neighbor. No, I think it's a little weird because, you know, they had an option of whether to comment or not. Would you want to be noticed and recognized as the neighbor of a serial killer? Oh, to be on camera? No. Yeah. No, no I'd pass on that. Be like, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> no, you could 
say, yeah, I totally saw that coming, but like make it anonymous where they have like your shadow and then your voices No, I just pass. It's not (laughs) worth it. Yeah, no. Stay out of that. Just morbid too. Yeah, well, it's just weird because it's like attention that I wouldn't want. Right. In 1978, Rodney Akala won a date after impressing a young woman on the dating game TV show. He was considered good-looking and a smooth talker, but at the time, no one knew that he had already killed four women. Unfortunately, after being caught, his manipulation tactics were still in effect, as have many other killers, because there are oddly a lot of fans in favor of these horrific killers. He was the Night Stalker? Yeah. I thought when he was on the dating game that the woman who picked him tried to get out of the date because she thought he was creepy. She did. Everyone else around him was saying that he was good looking and a smooth talker, but she had a gut feeling yeah. and didn't want to go on the date after the show had been over. Listen to your gut feelings. Yes. Even if it's wrong or you're doubting it, just listen to it. Yes. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. I can't imagine how she felt after finding out. Yeah. Well, probably. Thank God I listened to my gut feeling. Yeah. That's scary. Manipulation also worked for serial killers to gain accomplices in some cases, which is usually rare, but there have been times where, like, Elizabeth Bathory, yeah, who got people to do the dirty work for her. Right. But I don't really know about that in recent cases. Only one I could think of offhand would be the DC sniper who had that boy with him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he was doing the dirty work for him, but he was kind of a, an accomplice. Yeah. Even if the looks of the serial killers were far from appealing, their charm was sometimes enough to make their victims comfortable enough to become vulnerable. So with Ted Bundy, he would pretend he was hurt. Right. Getting the sympathy of women to lure them. Another one that I don't understand, how people viewed him as charming. Because even the judge in his case viewed him as charming. Who's that? Bundy? Yeah. In Bundy's case, the, it was been oh, stated. Oh, really? Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We know people who creep us out, but yeah. everybody thinks they're the greatest person <laughs> they ever met, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> well, as long as I stay away from it, the best I could do is be like, hey, don't got a good feeling about this person. Yeah. I'll stay away, though. <laughs> not to imply that we know any psychopath. I hope not. Yes. Otherwise, we need to be nicer to them. Yeah, got to be nice to everyone. There are still some serial killers who have had horrible social skills and weren't able to use charm to gain the trust of their victims. Usually, these are the ones with a low IQ. And for... Reasons I will not be naming specific. Yes, let's not insult anybody. (laughs) Because even if they're no longer here anymore, I'm not going to have their ghosts haunt me. Yes. Was Dahmer considered highly intelligent? Um, I don't remember hearing anything about... I don't know if he was considered that, but based off like the story, he wasn't anywhere near the level of Bundy. Right. To me, I would see Dahmer's as more impulsiveness. Yeah, that's true. And Bundy's was... Yeah, different. Yeah. 
different personalities. But I don't know if it would be considered smart. I mean, like, it depends on intelligence of, like, manipulation or how we went about things. I was thinking, yeah, Bundy intelligence yeah. type of thing. I would say they were kind of... Two different personalities. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of the McDonald Triad. No. So it is believed by experts that the McDonald Triad include three specific behaviors in children that may suggest they may become violent as an adult. So these three things being bedwetting, fire starting, and abuse towards animals. It is believed that these traits show a lack of self-control and a lack of empathy. Now, arson and bedwetting have been harder to clarify since it's hard to get a record of those things. The McDonald Triad has been more associated with parental abuse and psychological defect, but this upbringing can attribute towards the making of a serial killer. Wait, so is child abuse a characteristic of potentially becoming a serial killer? It's very common, but I think what they're saying is bedwetting, arson, and animal abuse can be because of parental abuse, which then can turn into... Oh, or... Or it has nothing to do with parental abuse. Yeah, okay. It's kind of confusing, but usually those characteristics are between those two things. Yeah. Many serial killers have a need for power and being dominant. It either provides a sexual thrill or they lack these in other areas in their life. It seems like the ones that have that need for power are the scariest ones because they seem to do the most horrible things. Yeah. Besides just killing people, but torturing them. Yeah. The motivations to kill can vary, but the desire for power is the most common. They enjoy the act of murder because they have control over life and death. Wow. Another way of getting control is when they withhold information from the police once they are caught. This can be with not saying how many victims they actually had or the burial site of some of their victims in order to still assert power and dominance over the police. I think you see that a lot where they're stringing the police along as far as the burial sites so they can get out. Yeah. Well, not get out as far as being released, but get out by having them take them to the site. Oh, yeah. One of the last, actually the last characteristic I'm going to talk about is sensation seeking. What's seeking? Sensation. Okay. This is the act of engaging in reckless and dangerous activities just to feel something. And it's mostly found in two types of people that are drug users or serial killers. Or thrill seekers, right? People who do like bungee jumping and skydiving. And it's adrenaline that once they start doing that, they have to do it more and more to feel that. Well, yeah. An example that I read was, quote, imagine going through life without ever feeling any kind of emotion. Imagine looking at your partner or your children and feeling nothing whatsoever. No love, just indifference. This is how some serial killers live their lives, end quote. So they don't feel anything, but then when they kill, they do. And then they need that again 
so that they can feel? Is that what's going on? There was also the comparison of how you know drug users will increase their drug use because their tolerance has... Right, but the act makes them feel something. Yeah. And then they need to do more and more. Yeah. Okay. So they are usually numb to everyday feelings like love, affection, and joy. But murder and assault will actually make them feel something. Right. Or usually make them feel something. Oh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you got? Yeah. You want to run down your list of things to be aware of that you might be interacting with a serial killer? I do actually have them all highlighted here. Okay. So lack of emotional depth, lack of remorse, impulsiveness, narcissism, being charming, which that's not really a, (laughs) a thing, but just like the manipulation of... Just be suspicious of charming guys. Yeah, overly charming people. <laughs> <laughs> and the bedwetting, fire starting, and abuse towards animals. Which normally wouldn't come up on a date. I would hope not. Yeah. That'd be one weird date. I'm thinking about what signs can you look for when you meet somebody <laughs> in public, whether it's a date or just... Are standing in line and somebody starts talking to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lust for power and then sensation seeking. I wouldn't say that it's a red flag if someone jumps off cliffs, like bungee jumping or anything. No. Because that's different. No, yeah. No, no. Because I, w- I would hope that they like feel other things. They're just like adrenaline rush. Yeah, they're just adrenaline junkies. Yeah. And another thing we learned is that serial killers do have pets. Yes. I didn't know that. I did learn that. Yeah. Never thought about that. Never mentioned. Yeah. What happens to those poor pets? Well, hopefully they have nicer families after. After going to therapy. Yeah, they have doggy therapy. Dog, dogs? How do you know it's not? Cats. Cat. Cat therapy. Because I feel like cats weren't like really a favorite. I don't know. You always hear about dogs and people and their dogs. They love their dogs. You never hear a story about a cat. Because (laughs) dogs are nice. Cats aren't nice. Okay, so if they have a lot of cats, is that a red flag? No, they're just crazy cat people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That it? Do you think any of them had a lizard or a bird? I don't know. I would hope none of them had a parrot. That would really... (laughs) That parrot would rat them out. Yeah, really. (laughs) Okay, now I'm done. All right, that's messed up. How is that messed up? (laughs) I don't know. If the parrot ratted them out, you say you go to their house, and the parrot... Yeah, so what's the parrot saying? That this person's a serial killer, get (laughs) out. (laughs) Messed up. I don't think the parrot... The parrot would be repeating whatever it heard. What if they're like... (laughs) Messed up. (laughs) It is messed up. Messed up. Okay, I'm not going to go any further. (laughs) Yes, stop. (laughs) You said in the beginning you didn't want to get in trouble and be haunted. I'm not naming specifics. (laughs) I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards its victims at all. No. We're not making light of this situation whatsoever. No. Be aware of the people 
you come in contact with. Yes. Go with your gut feelings. Always. Because you don't want to regret not. Yeah. Better to be overcautious. Yeah. Now, is that it? Yes. All right. Let's wrap it up then. Thank you very much for joining us. Make sure to visit next week for more weird and creepy stories. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 12 past 3 or email us at podcast at 12 past 3com Good night. Good night.